Welcome to the Lotus Podcast, a show about spirituality, healing, and achieving a higher consciousness. I'm Phone Boy. And I'm Phoenix. And uh, welcome to episode three. Uh, you know, it's a magic number, right? Um, and it's, uh, you know, and it's funny because uh, I, th- so that was, uh, for those of you who are of a certain age, you'll probably recognize that because that was Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, and uh, that was uh, something that I definitely grew up watching. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, we, you know, certainly on in, in the no gender sphere, they talk about 33 being the magic number, but, uh, um, and it's mostly just because it seems to be a signaling number, but, uh, you know, there's something important about numerology, I think, that, that goes back uh, centuries and, you know, certainly we uh, certainly that's embraced on and no agenda and certainly uh, in my in my uh, exploration of things like tarot it, it, uh, numerology comes up a lot right and and I I just wanted to say um hello motherfucker. oh nice so wh- when did you get a soundboard oh there are many things that a phoenix can do with just a phone and an imagination well there you go well, you know yeah there, there's there's a, there's a lot of things you can do um in fact, one of the things y'all can do is uh, uh, certainly stream us some value for value. So you, you got one of those, uh, you, you got one of those uh, lovely uh, you know, podcasting 2.0 apps. And if you don't have a a uh, you know a boost button or the ability to stream Satoshi's in your podcast app, get a better one. Go to newpodcastapps.com and do that. Um, but uh, you can also contribute uh, value in other ways. Uh, you can certainly leave us a voicemail. I uh, wish I had a nice little jingle for it, but 253-237-3321. Yes, there's, this, there's those 33s again. Um, you know, so, so nice magic number for you to remember. And, uh, you know, we've also got uh, donation links on, uh, on lotuspodcast.net where you'll find uh, all of the past episodes and such. And uh, you can join us live. Uh, and I actually have something to announce about that. So, we're, so today we're actually recording two episodes so that so um, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, the week of Christmas, uh, well, yeah, we, you won't hear the, the second episode until after Christmas because, yeah, we're recording both of them today because our usual record day is on Saturdays. But, yeah, Saturday's Christmas, so probably not a good time to record. Now, the That's next right. time we're going to get on and record, um, yeah, we're going to be on the No Agenda stream, uh, which is really awesome for us as a, um, you know, it, it just was, uh, we, we got to, we happened to get Sir Bemrose's attention and, uh, you know, and it's great to that uh, we're all, uh, you know, that, that we're that we're going to be on right after No Agenda on uh, the second of January. So uh, mark your calendars. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we both. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Yes, it is. It it, it is for sure. Um, and I would, and you know, and I mean, let's see if I, I, I mean, I, what I got to say about that is, I like it. You know, I mean, seriously, like That's I'm. Right. I'm you know, I, I'm, I was really excited when, uh, you know, when uh, when uh, Ryan had approached me uh, when we were recording the last episode. Said, hey, how about this? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There there wasn't even a moment's hesitation of do you want to do this? Uh, is the Pope Catholic? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah cue, cue the uh, cue the Catholic girls song from Frank Zappa at that point. Um, yeah, I don't have Pretty that much. on the soundboard, but. Anyway, we, um, but yeah, we, we certainly value your feedback, however you want to give it to us. We're, of course, on No Agenda Social. Uh, Phoenix's name is quite long, but you can, you can, uh, I should probably put links to that on our page. Um, but you can find me as Phone Boy. And yes, we have lots of ear holes to fill. So we're going to do this, um, I say we're, we're, we're doing this twice, uh, today. So, uh, 
Uh, but we, we've got it. We, and today we're going to, or for this episode, we're going to talk about empaths. And, yes, um, we are. and uh, that's actually been uh, uh, a very, for, for myself anyway, it's been uh, something that I discovered um, that I've got a little bit of a story about it. But, uh, um, but Phoenix, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you get started on it. Cause I've got, um, you know, cause how it, maybe, maybe just answer what it is just kind of at, at, at a high level. And then how did you mm-hmm. find out you were empathic and, and what, you know, maybe some of your experience about it and we can, and then we can go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm all fired up. Yeah. We're charged up. So, <laughs> so, um, how, let's see where to start. Well, being an empath, I think we should give our listeners just kind of a little overview of what it is uh, if you're not familiar with what it is or if you may be one being an empath is it's the ability to sense other people's feelings actually taking them unfortunately one of the downsides of it taking it on um yourself those emotions so uh it it can be something like being an empathetic crier you know, like if, if somebody's crying and, and you don't know why, you know, you, you may not know this person, um, may have, may have just met them, you know, just on the street, but it, it's take, it's, I mean, it's so much more than just, but a, a basic overview, um, feeling, feeling the emotions and feelings of other people, um, which I don't know why I just got a notification sound on my phone because I turned those off anyway. <laughs> Sorry. It happens. Um, yeah, feeling, this is what happens when we're recording on the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, ma- maybe uh, ma- maybe Santa Claus will, will bring, you know, pretty little Phoenix a, a computer for Christmas, and then she can start playing, you know, in the major leagues with everybody else. But, yeah, so being an empath is basically uh, it's, it's feeling uh, other people's feelings, uh, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, taking that on yourself, and it can be in person or... Uh, I've actually been able uh, myself to feel what someone else is going through uh, without talking to them. Now, I mean, I do have Native American uh, background as far as in in my history. So I do think, you know, that could possibly contribute to it. Um, But I mean, the the ability to feel how someone is feeling without ever saying a word, uh, whether in person or from a distance away. Um, I, I think it also ties in, um, with being able to influence other people. Um, that's actually a, a gift that I have, whether it be gift or curse that in, in it's well tied into other things, you know, um, being able to sense, um, spirits, being able to, uh, communicate non-verbally, um, I actually even have, as odd as it sounds, the ability to manipulate physical objects without touching them. Now, let me explain. I'm not talking about being able to, like, you know, look at the glass across the room and, you know, and get it to come to me. I'm talking about, and, and I discovered this when I was a child, I'll be playing a video game with someone else and I'll forget that it's not my turn and I'm working the controller and the, you know, the character on the screen is doing what I'm doing. But I'm not controlling it. The person who's playing with me is controlling it. And when I snap out of it, that's when they regain control of their character. As strange as it sounds, I've seen it happen so many times. 
And it's kind of weird. It's like the knowing something's going to happen before it happens. That happens a lot with, um, and, and I, I don't even have to know who the person is. Oftentimes I don't know who the person is. I just get the sense and the feeling that something's going to happen. Uh, I have an ex who uh, used to run EMS with me and I could tell her what her day was going to be like, what she was going to have for calls, at least one or two. And more times than not, I've actually had had her come home and go, how did you do that? And I'm like, do what? And she would be like, this particular thing that you told me was going to happen, happened. And I'm like, like, how is that even possible? But it is. And, and it happens. And that's what I go through. And I've, I've been that way since I was young. Um, it just sort of showed up one day where, I mean, I just kind of eased in. Like, it wasn't like I got a, uh, you know, an introduction like, you know, hi, I'm fixing to change everything you know and think in your world. I just all of a sudden, from a very young age, knew things. And I didn't tell anybody for the longest time because I didn't want them to think that I was nuts or something, you know, lock me up back in those days. Mental health was not what it is nowadays. And, you know, as far as, and I may have, you know, gone down kind of a side street on that, but as far as the empath thing, I didn't actually have a name for it till I was older and started looking into things and reading it because I just knew that if someone in my life was hurting, I hurt and I couldn't explain why. And a lot of times it was with my mom. You know, my mom and I had a very rough time uh, growing up with my father. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the ideal childhood. Don't get me wrong. I was always provided for. But there were just things that were kind of dark. And I lived through it. She lived through it. And we're better people for it. I've never had a conversation with my mother about whether or not she is empathic because I'm kind of afraid to know that answer, um, especially lately with everything going on. Yeah, don't don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. And the other part of it for me is if if I have, you know, what what I'll call a vision, if I have a vision of something happening and I know who the person in that vision is, like if it comes through a dream or something, I cannot tell that person because as long as I do not, so to speak, um, speak it to the universe, then it doesn't happen. But as soon as I elude or I tell somebody, and unfortunately I had to learn that the hard way with telling someone about a dream and then it happened. And I was like, okay, well that's not going to happen again. Cause I really don't need that. You know? Yeah. Well. So, yeah, but I, th I think there's a little bit more than you're, you're talking about a little bit more than just empathy there, because it's because it seems like the precognition stuff, at least from the stuff that I've read anyway, because I've been mm -hmm. I've been reading. It seems like that there's a might have a little bit more going on there than just than just pure empathy, which is, yeah, you're feeling other people's feelings and you can, you know, you can almost have conversations with somebody, not, you know, fairly simplistic ones. I think you can have conversations right. with people or not even people, but you can even have it with the environment, uh, you know, you know, with plants or or um, or objects or whatever without having without speaking words. Uh, and you can feel it. And it it's very palpable. Um, now for, it absolutely is. Yeah. Now, for myself, I'll take I'll, I'll take a different approach for it, because 
I've always known something's wrong with me, right? And this is, so this, this goes through my whole life journey, really. Um, and I, I, I'll actually, this, I don't know if I want to put these questions out now or I want to wait because I did pull the questions from, I was reading uh, Judith, Orlo, or Judith Orloff's book called The Empath Survival Guide. Um, the books I've been reading or that, that I've read on this so far, I've gonna, I'll have links to them in the show notes. But um, I was reading this last night and I saw these questions and I think it's actually, uh, it might actually be worth it. And, and I'll, it, these questions resonated with me, but for different reasons um, mm-hmm. when I did them, because um, what I learned or what I, or what I thought I should say, um, and, and I went through this because um, there, you know, that, that I, that I had issues with a lot of these things growing up and, and certainly as an adult until I started understanding how to deal with some of the stuff. But I think that what, what I, the, you know, what, what I had learned from other, from other people was that a lot of what I was experiencing could fall under the, you know, the, the autism spectrum disorders, or, you know, Asperger's, that kind of thing. In fact, my, my son had went through a program years ago and all but got a diagnosis of that. And I, and, you know, as part of that process, I got interviewed and, you know, had to, had to you know, listen to some of it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing the same thing, right? It's, but now it, with recent events, I have a much different opinion about it. And I, and I don't think that's what I have. I think that's, I think that's a, I think there's some, probably some similarities there, but I think what I really am is an empath. And I, so I've come to it at a very, um, come to the, uh, the uh, acceptance of what I, what I am at a very, you know, very, very, you know, very, very recently, right. And, you know, in the last few months, really um, understanding, oh, that's what this is. And it's, and yeah, and it's feeling other people's feelings very strongly. But um, so just, so I, I assume you have a piece of paper there. You can take account of the number. So I'm going to ask you a number of questions and you can tell me how many times you put, you, uh, you say yes, and then they'll score it. And then I can give you a score based on what it says here. Um, so we'll start with the first. Yeah, let me make sure I remembered my pen and paper. You're yeah. actually going to make me turn some light on here. I'm going to have to like do so. Ooh, boy, those are fresh batteries. Yeah. I'm actually going to have to do some work here. I didn't know there was going to be a test. Oh, uh, I know. But, you know, this is, hey, I, you know, this, yeah, this, you hope you're all taking notes. So it's going to be a short quiz next period. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess, I guess I need to write down short quiz as a potential, uh, potential show title. Uh, if I'm not doing, there my, you go. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, we already have is a, ma- you know, it's a magic number, you know, as part of this, is the show title, but, um, but all right. So, and all you have to do is write tick, you know, you know, just keep track of the number of yeses. I've got, there's probably 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is not, this is not complicated writing, but all right. So have you ever been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Do I answer one by one? Yeah. Answer one, but yeah, just, we can, we can talk about the questions too. I think it's actually, yes. okay. Yes. So same here. Yeah. I've, I've been, I have, uh, I've definitely been called all those things. Um, do I frequently get overwhelmed or anxious? Every day. Well, that's I'm just reading the question as it's presented. So, um, so you can so you can actually say for yourself what that means. Uh, I look at it as in in specific situations, I would say yes. I think the only reason I don't get I don't get overwhelmed or anxious so much now is because I know how to avoid the situations that cause that. So I would say yes in that case. At least that's what I'm. That's the way I'm taking the question, uh, because I'm at least educated now, whereas I wasn't before. But I would certainly be overwhelmed or anxious frequently. Yeah. So what? So what about you? Like I said, that, that's an everyday thing for me. Um, yeah. 
I actually kind of attributed it to the ADHD. Yep. Because for Jesus, for as long as I can remember, it's been one of those things where I get, I feel like I get uh, what I describe too many, you know, too much noise in my head. And, and that's, you know, that's the overwhelmingness of it where I've, because I have so many different energies coming at me because there's a lot of energy involved with being an empath. And, and I don't mean energy that you're expending, although there is definitely, you know, an, an expenditure of energy, but just you're, you're getting everyone's energy, whether you want it or not, kind of for lack of a better term thrown at you. Yeah, or and that you, you just pick it up, right? I mean, it's it's something. Yeah, know, yeah. Even if it's not being thrown at you, you can you can walk into a room and feel it. Oh my good god, yeah, and it's it's um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because, and and this might not have to do um, with the empath part, but I can walk into just a space. It doesn't even have to be a room full of people. It can just be a space and feel the energy from. The, you know, the last time there were people in that room, was it a positive thing? Was it a negative thing? You know, what exactly was it that is causing it? And that's a big, you know, thing that I experience is walking through my daily life. I've had to learn how to kind of put up an invisible shield. I I, I call it my, you know, my, my energy bubble because... I don't need to try to take on other people's energy, whether it's intentional or unintentional, because it could, you know, I mean, sometimes it's good. You know, if, if you've got people around you who are, you know, very high energy, very positive, you know, I, I don't mind taking that on. Sometimes it's actually cathartic because if you're not necessarily having a good day, you know, in encountering people and it doesn't even have to be a verbal thing. You know, you can just be in public and someone is just, you know, radiating just positively and joy and all of that stuff you know as, as an empath you can easily kind of take that on and it'll definitely lift up your mood and your spirit and just your whole it, it can change your whole day but you know there's also the flip side of which is you know if, if there's somebody who's you know it, to kind of be cliche around this christmas time you know being a grinch or a scrooge that also can take and, you know, your, your energies, you know, way up here on a 20 and, and drop it to basically a, a four. I mean, it sucks out loud. Oh yes, it does. And that's, and yeah, I mean, I've, and yeah, and I've had plenty of, I've, I've had to, um, I've, I've had to get people out of my life that are, you know, that, ha that are, that are putting out negative energy or, you know, a phrase that you'll hear an energy vampire, right? that they literally are, you know, they're not, and they're not trying to, I don't think they're, I don't, they're, I don't think there's many conscious energy vampires. I think there are a lot of unconscious ones and, mm -hmm. and I think that makes, and, and yeah, so it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this, and again, I think we've, you know, like you and I've gotten better about it. Um, you know, just how to, how to handle that. Right. And, uh, and not Absolutely. get in situations with that. So now here's another question. And I, and I can say this with an emphatic yes is do arguments and yelling make me ill? Like physically? Well, yeah, or even mentally, maybe. Um, it just says ill. Um, and I'd say for me it is because, I mean, that's, and 
it, it, just because, yeah, I don't, I don't like getting into arguments with people and I don't like yelling. I, I mean, even just my wife yelling at me from downstairs to get my attention stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So, and it always has. And now I've got a good idea why that is, but uh, so um, is that something that bothers you or? Um, it does bother me. I mean, it doesn't have a physical effect, like physically ill, but it does have the effect of it will cause anxiousness. Even, even if it's not, I can be completely removed from it. It can be a person, you know, yelling at another person. It doesn't even have to be directed at or to me. And again, it doesn't have to be uh, yelling like they're angry. It can just be, say, like, you know, Joe Blow in the grocery store is yelling to, you know, his girlfriend at the other end of the aisle, like, you know, hey, don't forget we need cat food or something like that. And it will, it'll cause a, you know, a physical response of anxiety, maybe a little bit of sweating, definitely an uncomfortability. I don't like loud noises in general. Um, And again, this is, you know, growing up not knowing what it was, I was attributing it to things completely different than what it ended up being for the root cause. Oh, same here. Right. It's, I mean, and I didn't know, right. It was just, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't Asperger's when, when we were growing up, it was, uh, you're, you're sitting down, you're disrupting, you know, sit down, you're disrupting the class disease as somebody described it once. Um, yeah, there, there was not a, I mean, I, I don't know. I never, I've always been the way I am, you know, I'm 45. I've always been the way I am. And there wasn't ADHD, ADD, all that happy crap. It was you're disruptive, you're unruly, you're a problem child. I mean, they they had a whole bunch of different names for it. Yeah, you don't conform necessarily. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that when my oldest son, both of my children have uh, ADD or ADHD. You know, unfortunately, in my choice for a father. When I had my children, I was not aware um, that I was the ADHD that I am. I just thought that, you know, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I didn't I didn't have anything that I could hang a hang a moniker on for it. It was just like, this is who I am. And then when I learned more about it, you know, unfortunately, both of my children have ADHD or ADD. And my oldest has what's called ODD, which is Oppositional Defiance Disorder. And come to find out, hey, where'd he get it? That would probably be me. Because basically ODD, as I am to understand it, is um, a problem with authority figures. Uh, every, I mean, you're argumentative about just about everything. You know, somebody could tell you the sky's blue and you're like, uh, yeah, but over there it's gray, so fuck you. So it turns so it turns out these questions ended up being a great way to frame this conversation. I I I, I found them last night, and I realized that just actually just discussing them probably helps uh, go through this whole conversation and gives it a little bit of structure. I think this is probably ended up being a good thing. I think that I pulled these questions. Yeah, and it and it also helps because you're you know I'll admit you're saving my ass because I did absolutely no research on this because I've been a little busy trying to handle stuff going on with my mom and you know oh, yeah. also well, that, well, getting fine. back to work after a week off so i make no apologies other than to our listeners you fine folks i fucked up i apologize shit happens but you know life happens we'll get back to where yeah, we're that, it's, 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 all, right. it's it's all good this is this is fine uh, uh sometimes sometimes uh, you know it's it, it takes two right you know it's always a 
um, you know, to, to do some of the stuff. So, uh, so and, yeah, and I'm sure that's going to be, I'm sure there will be a time where there may be a topic that comes up that, you know, stuff in your world has gone a little sideways and, you know, I'll be carrying it more. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and, and yeah, you know, that's coming. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's coming. I certainly do. Yes. Um, okay. So, so right now we're three for three on the, on, on the, on the question. So, which, uh, so do I often feel like I don't fit in? Uh, yes, I pretty much, that, that's been my entire freaking life uh, is yeah I don't that I've never fit in um, I've always been kind of my own thing and my own person and and uh, for for good reason so um, because yeah I, I don't like you know I've never I've never been in you know the, the the mainstream things I'm just never been a fan of it and I've always kind of done my own thing so yeah do I often feel like I don't fit in yeah I pretty that's pretty much an all-the-time thing for me yeah, it doesn't help either that, you know, if you're surrounded by people who don't understand why you are the way you are, which, of course, you know, as we know, kids are the meanest, shittiest little human beings on the face of the earth when it comes to, you know, they they can cut you deeper than any adult with their words and even a look for that matter. So, yeah, I would have to also put that in the um, hell yeah category. Okay, absolutely. Because that is 100% how I have been my entire life. And instead of you know letting it affect me negatively i've just pretty much turned it around and used it to my advantage that oh you don't like me that's awesome i don't give a flying fuck i'm me i like me yeah, mm. yeah i wish i wish i could say i embrace it took me a long time to embrace that um so um it's one of those lessons i've had to learn over the years but okay so we're four for four um Okay, so do crowds drain me and do I need alone time to revive myself? Yes, for absolute certain, which is funny because at least prior to COVID-1984, I was um, I was doing events and I and honestly, I don't I've, I've gotten better about doing events and all of that stuff. Now, I also one of the things I've also figured out, right, is that sometimes to do these bigger events, I have to drink. And why is that relevant? Well, it turns out that it kind of numbs the it numbs the senses a bit. So because in a large crowd of people, um, there's a lot of feelings that are out there. And as an empath, you can feel them. You can feel all of them. And it's a confusing mess. Um, you drink a little bit. You don't really notice as much. Um, that's um, that's kind of where, you know, that's where for me. Uh, yeah uh the good herb you know enters in oh yeah which, Hello, motherfucker. yeah exactly Oops, sorry my fucking soundboard just went completely out of its fucking mind my apologies for being stupid yeah well you know the, but i mean uh you know oh stewardess i speak jive of course you know so we can we can we can talk jive all we want here. Um, that is the that is the the thing. Um, so I think um, yeah, and, and so whether it's holy herb, whether it's alcohol, whether it's something else, right? Um, yeah, sometimes as an empath, um, those substances are imbibed primarily to just not. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, people, even non-empaths do those things, right? To not feel, but right. with it, I think, and, and I think if I go back through my family history, I mean, both, both my mom and my dad drank to excess. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, my, my mom, that, that's probably what killed my mom actually uh, was, oh, wow. was, was drinking I'm too sorry. much. 
yeah. Um, my dad at least got over that, and what killed him was smoking too much. But that's a not, but and, and not necessarily the holy herb, although he did that too. Um, but uh, was smoking the t- the the tobacco, uh, so right, and all of the stuff that goes along with that. So, um, so yes, but in but drugs right are often used as a as a way to blunt the the effects of being. Um, you know, an empath or whatever, or just, in, in, or just your feelings in general. And of course you add your own feelings into the mix and then it's a big mess. Right. So this, you know, I don't, I don't know that we mentioned this enough, but that, that as an empath, you sometimes have a hard time figuring out whether it's you who's feeling something or something, or you're picking up somebody else's feelings. And yeah. And I mean, just, just to, um, to context, the, the, um, question that you had asked previous, uh, I also think that part of the reason why, or at least for me, um, the drinking or the holy herb helps to bring the anxiety down and actually allow you to have a good time without necessarily having all that energy shooting like little daggers at you and, and you know, harshing your vibe, if you will, because... I mean, I don't know, how, you know, how it is for you, but me personally, if I'm, if I'm going to be in a social setting, you know, where I'm hoping to have a good time and enjoy myself, I don't want to take on someone else's shit, quite frankly. So in a way, you know, liquid courage becomes liquid armor against taking on someone else's energy that may not be the right kind. Yeah. So, by the way, I'm writing down "liquid armor" as a potential show title, just because I think it's that's a, beautiful. Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the uh, the idea here. So, yeah. So, if I hear phrases, I write them down. This is this is what it this is what it takes to do a show. Um, is uh, yeah, you you hear things and know to write them down. So, um, yeah, and I think it's important it's important to um, yeah to think about that. It's like yeah that that the, the, there are all these coping mechanisms, and you know, guess what? Um, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick right. The holy herb is probably a better is probably a better choice than 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 liquid armor or liquid courage or whatever you want to call it. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, sometimes you go with what's available and what you can do in the circumstances. Because uh, yeah, yes, and unfortunately, you know, you live in a state where that a good herb is legal, and I live in a state where it's not. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, yeah. I mean, I have a lot at stake. Yeah. With the fact that, you know, if, if my boss ever listened to this podcast, I would be fucked. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, he can neither prove nor deny it. You know, that's why it's, it's, it's like the existence of my handlers, right? You can never, you can't approve, prove or deny that they exist. So. Well, the proof would be in here. Here's a cup. Take a pee test. Well, that too. Yes, well, exactly. It's. Uh, and there's workarounds for that, but uh, that's another show, another time. And that, yeah, no, that's right. Let's let's not go there. Okay, so let's. So we are five for five so far, which means that we are both at least partial empaths, according to the according to the uh, the scoring that uh, uh, came with this test. So, um, so let's go to question number six. Do noise odors or, or okay? Actually, okay, so we talked we talked about we talked about crowds. Uh, so do noise odors or nonstop talkers overwhelm me? Uh, yes, I'd say so. And I've always been, um, I've I've always been sensitive to noise. And actually, as I've become more in tune to my uh, to my capabilities and what they mean, I've actually become even more sensitive to it um, because I'm just more aware of it now. Um, and uh, you know, it is a very much a um, 
it's very much a thing, right? Is it that this is uh, that, uh, yeah, the noise that, I mean, odors, there are certain smells that bother me, but not, but, uh, and people, and I can handle certain people that talk nonstop, but it, it really depends on who it is, right? At a certain point, it's like, I just want things to be quiet, or at least the noise that I listen to, to be under my control. That if I'm, if I want to turn it off, I can. It's the cacophony that you get in a, uh, you know, and actually I'll, I'll take it for me. It's a little bit different because if it's just kind of like background noise, that's really loud that you can't discern anything. I can kind of deal with that. If it's, I can hear a couple of different conversations going on that is overwhelming to me by, by some stretch. So I would say it's so, annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. So I'm certainly distracting. Yeah. So, so I'm putting, I'm putting a yes for that question myself. Um, I'm, I'm, me personally on that, um, smells, no smells for me are more nostalgia. Um, like it'll bring me back to where I was when I first or last smelled it. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the thing with people talking, yeah. Uh, if I have somebody who literally is just talking, talking, talking nonstop, I'm just like, shut up. Because it just it fucks my head up heavily. Yeah, I, th I, I think, can't I think, hear my own thoughts. Yeah, I think I think I think here's what I would say to that. I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah, precisely. Ex yeah, you know, I ha I had a f you know, yeah, I clearly had some fun pulling some clips uh, yesterday. So uh, things to reload. You did, on and I'm enjoying them immensely. I know. Well, you know, this is it's amazing what you can find. It's amazing what you pull out of your memory banks. Actually, I remember the um, I had this. I had that. Um, you know, I had that sound or the, or the, or I, I had some of these clips. I had them back in the nineties when I had a, um, you know, when I, when I first, you know, with, with the Mac back in the day. Um, and, and I had, of course I couldn't make the clips myself. I had to download them, but you are dating the shit out of yourself by dropping the Mac. Yeah. Well, early nineties Mac, no less. Right. Um, yeah. Trust me. I'm, I'm, no, I'm dating, I'm dating. Yeah. I'm dating myself a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's it yeah dating myself might also be a show title i think i'll write that down um you know i actually would fit in with the theme of you know first date and then we're rubbing the gun yeah exactly then now dating... we're dating ourselves that's Jeez. right i know dating myself there you go exactly yeah mostly <laughs> rubbing my gun mostly in the morning so there you go sharky that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a true statement um so yeah. So, uh, would you, so would you, so, so wrong. I, so I'm going to assume you're going to say yes for that question as well. Yeah, I guess I, I'm giving it a partial yes. Okay. I mean, in, in fairness, I'm giving it a partial yes simply yeah. because, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with that. So, um, do I have chemical sensitivities or a low tolerance for scratchy clothes? Um, so for this one, I, I've always, yeah, I think I, I think I can, I don't know that I have chemical sensitivities as much, but, uh, clothing bothers, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've, I think I've always sort of gravitated toward clothes that doesn't bother me. Um, you know, and it's, it's only very recently, um, that, um, like I've been willing to wear things that are not like cotton, um, because you know some of that just comes down to the fact that um, that uh, that yeah I think it's just it's some of it's some of it breathes better actually but uh, but I've gotten but I've gotten just just in general I'd say that I've um, yeah chemical smells are definitely but it's but uh, um, you know but but uh, yeah but I also just avoid that stuff I don't know that I, because I always for me it's 
maybe I definitely have an aversion to it, right? Yeah, for sure, right? It's, uh, so I don't, I purposely don't expose myself to harsh chemicals if I can avoid it. Um, but um, certainly on the clothing side, yeah, I've just, I think I've always just sort of naturally gravitated toward those things. So I'd almost say yes on that as well, even though I've never, you know, it's not like I, I go out and try and push it, you know, like I know some people do, like, you know, there's certain things, you know, like, like my wife has very sensitive skin, for example. And, uh, you know, and so I, I don't have that problem, but I also just avoid most of that stuff to begin with because I, it, it's, um, I've always been, I've always just felt better using things that are much more natural and much more whatever. And it, it doesn't, and therefore I don't have any skin issues, but, uh, yeah. And clothing kind of the same thing, right? It's like, I've always just kind of avoided stuff that it is, yeah, if it, if it gets itchy, yeah, I don't wear it. And so I'd say, I'd say that's probably a yes for me also. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I was actually just sitting here thinking I, w I was having a holy fucking shit moment because I realized that only in the last few years have I recognized a serious tactile aversion. Um, you know, certain, certain feelings, phys physical feelings, you know, like you were talking about the clothing. I never used to be sensitive to that. And then within the last few years, I've noticed a increased sensitivity to certain feelings, certain, or not feelings, but like, t like tactile things, touching things, stuff that I never thought um, used to bother me. Now I have a major aversion to one of which is kind of always, I, I well, I don't know. It's one of those things that, I used to have an issue if a baby would drool on me. It would eck me out heavily. And then I had my kids and it was like, oh, yeah, whatever. So, I mean, there's there's kind of two two way street on it, because on one hand, the older I got and the more experiences I had, certain eck outs went away and certain ones were discovered. So you can give me probably a half a yes on that. And I do not know why I cannot hear you. Because I hit the mute button. That you would be why. You're amazing. Can't. I know I'm amazing. I actually have a mute button here that I sometimes forget that I hit. <laughs> because yeah, you know, I it's it's I this is a problem. I've got many mute buttons, and I just many mute well, buttons that might you you do understand we're we're gonna have to punish you for that. Well. <laughs> Okay, so I might have to write down many mute but I might have to write down many mute buttons as a as a potential show title also. Many mute buttons. Well, you seem to have an aversion uh, to taking your damn mute button off. You're on mute more than you're off mute at times. Sometimes that happens, but you know, um, yeah. Well, this is just that's just that's just part of what happens here. It was at this moment that Nathan knew. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a loser, baby, or something. It was at this moment that Nathan knew he fucked up. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, you're gonna have to send me those drops so I can put them on the soundboard because I think I might need a few. I think I might with need... pleasure. Yeah, you you know how to do that. So, because um, then I can put them on the soundboard myself. So, um, yeah. What, what what I had with kids was. Um, yeah, is that so? I kind of had I had to, I had to kind of toughen up, right? Because I because things like puke and 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 you know and and other people's excrement would would cause me to to go to go puke. Well, I had to get over that shit real fast once I started changing diapers for for children. 
So funny story, really quick. My ex girlfriend, actually my ex wife, she um she could handle vomit, could not handle poop, and I was the polar opposite. You you yak, I'm yakking with you, and and poop didn't really bother me. Well, long story short, my youngest uh, was in the process of potty training. He had pull ups on. Took his pull-up off, sat on the carpet after he had done a little something, and she didn't know it. I didn't know it. Carpet was the same color, unfortunately. She comes walking through in barefoot and steps, and yeah, you've never seen a little five-foot-two Jersey girl hopping around, ecking out. I mean, it was the funniest thing you want to ever see. I had to actually get a washcloth and, like, wash her foot and then carpet clean. It was hilarious. And of course, my son's just, you know, as cute as he can be. Just like, what? I'm like, sorry, right, dude. Just mommy D is ecking out. Yeah. So that and that puts us at seven for seven, which is kind of scary. So we're we're already we're uh, I think we're we're getting into these questions for sure. Um, so number so number eight. Do I prefer taking my own car to places so that I can leave early if I need to? Um, well, the few places I do go to, yeah, I think so. Um, if I can, if I can go and leave independently, I always feel so much better doing that. Um, if I have to rely on somebody else, then yeah, that's a, that's a problem. Um, so, um, what about you? Oh, are you kidding me? I have to have my own vehicle in case I need to dip. There is not even a question. And it's another reason that I'm not really fond of being the person who drives or the designated driver, because I always feel bad if I'm getting a bad vibe and I want to dip and the other person's like, nah, man, we're having a good time. You know, woo. It's like, yeah, meanwhile, you're th meanwhile, what you're thinking is I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I, precisely. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I'm finding ways to play all these clips. I took, I took, this is amazing how that works. Um, so, all right. What can I say? I'm, I'm just setting it all up and you're just knocking it all Th down. That's right. That's what I'm doing. So, all right. So we're eight for eight. Uh, do I overeat to cope with stress? Hell the fuck yes. And how? I didn't get fat. Just, uh, you know, breathing fresh air, motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, because, yeah. you. I like fresh air, motherfucker. Yeah, that time you that time we, it was a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, we, we, we uh, but yeah, this is, um, and I still do this, right? <laughs> Eh, give me some credit. I'm trying. I know you're trying, but, but, but you know, I mean, that's that's just, uh, you know. Love you, mean it. But but anyway, the uh, what I what I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I still struggle with this, right? Um, now, granted, my choices that I eat with now are much healthier, so the the impact of that is much, you know, is much different now than it used to be when I was eating abject garbage, which you know. Uh, which is very easy to do, but uh, yeah, I mean, I still do this at times, right? Is that that I'll eat something that's very, um, that's uh, yeah, that that or I'll eat when I'm when I'm stressed out, not necessarily when I'm hungry, and that's you know, and that gets in, you know, and I think it, you know, we we could do a whole. We got to do a whole episode on weight loss, I think, because it, you know, it's a health topic as far as that goes, right? Um, well, why you eat is very important. If you don't address the why, then, you know, then ultimately it doesn't matter what you eat. Um, so you, these are things you have to address. So, yeah, so we're nine for nine so far. Um, okay, so this 10th question is a little interesting. Am I afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? Um, 
I don't think I've ever been in an intimate relationship where I've been suffocated. So I'd have to say, I'd have to give that one a no, but, um, but I don't know that, they, but that's never been a fear, mostly because I don't think I've had enough intimate relationships or enough of the right kind of intimate relationships where that's ever been a concern. Um, the only way I would be able to answer that um, is truly to say that I don't necessarily think I've felt suffocated, but I have found it, and this could have nothing to do with being an empath, but I've found it extremely difficult to let my walls down and, and let the person, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up, I've got uh, eight days, as a matter of fact, from today will be my 16th wedding anniversary. And I have found it extremely hard, even with my other half, to let my walls down and really, you know, let him in to what's going on with me emotionally. And I mean, that that's not a good thing, you know, but by, by all means, you know, smother me. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, pour your happy, loving affection on me. I, if anything, that is, I need the smother. You know, I need that reassurance that I'm still the end all be all everything that you see. Yeah, that's I can I can relate to all of that, uh, but uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's like if anything, I've got the opposite problem <laughs> at the moment. Not the um, you know so um, at the moment I would so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's no for the both of us, which is the the, like the first question I went eh, that doesn't yeah I don't I don't have enough experience that I feel like I can answer a yes to that question. So right, it seems like we're actually the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. Now, the next question is, do I startle easily? The answer to that question is a yes, uh, for sure. Um, and sometimes I get focused in on something else and somebody walks up to me and it scares the shit out of me. Uh, it Unfortunately, it also happens to my daughter quite often, um, you know, and, and to the point that when I see her, I say boo to her just because, uh, so you're so mean, Yeah, but I, but I do it. I don't, I don't say it loudly. I just say boo, but, uh, uh, but yeah, but I also suspect that she's also in this, she's also empathic as well. So now I understand, but, um, and I don't try I to, I don't, I don't try to scare her, but that's just the, it just, it happens sometimes. Um, so what about you? Are you, do you, are you, do you startle easily? I do. I, I startle terribly easily. And I thought it was just because I was extremely high strung. Well, but, you know, but if you're, but if you're trying to process the people's scare feelings, myself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I have truly managed to absolutely startle myself to where I will physically jump. And yeah, that's really embarrassing. Like you're looking around like, please tell me nobody saw that. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've, I, I will sometimes, I actually startle sometimes trying to fall asleep. Um, oh, like when you're just about to fall asleep and like your body will jump. Yes. Oh my God. I totally get that. I've had that happen. Holy crap. That happened. That happens at least once a week. So. Holy hell. That's a lot of, that's often. Yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty regular thing for me actually that that, that happens. Um, although knock on wood, I did get seven hours of sleep last night. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's definitely good. Um, do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? Well, I try not to take medications. Caffeine, if I have too much of it, yeah. I mean, I have. I think my threshold for caffeine is different. Uh, so, 
um, I can say that I don't, that I'd have to, that, yeah, I mean, once I cross that threshold, maybe, but, um, in a, um, but in general, no. And I just, I just don't take medication. So I kind of have to say no to that one. Um, I just don't like taking medications. And by the way, that's a whole episode we'll, we'll probably, we'll get into is medications are evil. Um, probably nobody should be taking them anyway. Um, so what about you? We have you? touched on that. <clears throat> Ask the question again. So I'm do sorry. I react strongly to, uh, caffeine or medications? Well, I mean, caffeine is life, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a, a, a caffeine stream. I don't have a bloodstream. It precisely. Um, well, I, I could probably say that um, I have one of those bodies that like non-drowsy medication knocks me the hell out. So I would think that that would be, you know, some serious sensitivity to medication. Um, I can't take like a lot of people, you know you mentioned morphine they're like oh hell yeah you know tap that shit in you talk about that shit to me i'm going yeah i don't really like that headache for three days so i think i'll pass yeah so that's okay so you, you your, your score is now higher than mine because um because yeah I, for me that's a no uh if anything medications don't do anything to me and caffeine i mean maybe but i, I i'm going to consider that a no because i don't it doesn't if anything i don't it does it it does not uh do enough at times uh although once i get to the point where it does something it, it, it yeah it's a bit much and then i have to when i start seeing colors uh then uh that that's when i know it's probably time to to back off on it um see do i have a low threshold for pain uh, the answer to that one for me is yes and i've got a story about that um so i did a um so a few years ago I actually sliced my finger on a spiralizer, trying to spiralize a, um, uh, like a zucchini or something for noodles because, you know, low carb, etc. Uh, well, um, so of course I had to get stitches because that's what you do when you take it, when you take a chunk of skin off your finger, that's what you end up needing to do. Um, uh, so I went into the doctor and you know, they, 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 I think they did it in the urgent care. In fact, um, I, um, I remember that, of course, they give you shots, right, to because to numb the pain, right? I remember watching them trying to work on this. Even though I was numb, I could still feel it. It was an anticipation. Now, if I looked away while they did it, I didn't feel a thing. So, um, so I, but in general, right, if I, I guess if I, I guess if I can see it coming, my threshold for pain is very low. And in fact, I might even manufacture it in some cases. And that might be part of being part of being an empath. Um, if I can't see it, then I don't feel it necessarily. Or although there are, there has been some recent uh, things that have happened where even though I can't see it, I know it's going on. Therefore I feel it. So, um, so to me, this is an emphatic. Yes. I am squirming in my chair over here just at the description of you having cut your finger and uh, okay so i'm gonna uh, so i'm writing it i'm writing that down as a yes for you then because you've because this is that that's a that's a clear um because you are feeling what i went through back in the day um oh it's it's completely physical like my whole upper body my my respirations and my heart rate increased and 
I mean, I was physically just uh, uh, all over freaking body shake when thinking about that. And I mean, I've had two kids naturally, so I, I think I can pretty much, you know, tolerate a, yeah. a good amount of pain. But my initial reaction to pain, um, like I cut my finger. It's the damnedest thing. I got a brand new food chopper <clears throat> and I watched myself and I was trying to be very careful and the stupid thing slid and sliced two of my fingers. My initial reaction to it is immediate like, oh, oh, oh. and I make very odd noises. And then it's like, okay, well that really fucking sucked On to the next thing. So it's kind of a 50, 50, but yeah, as far as, Oh God, no. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's a yes. Um, Okay, so do I tend to socially isolate? Uh, yes. Hell to the yes, because, yeah, and, and you know, there's, a, there's just because, um, partially because of where I am and partially because of, um, of the situations I'm in and that kind of thing. Yeah, I tend to, when I don't have to be around other people, I choose not to, and, and I'm okay with that. And, uh, you know, and again, and, and fortunately in my career, especially now with the last two years, I haven't, haven't been able to travel. Yeah. I've, I've been, you know, I have, I don't, I don't go out that often and see people. I don't feel the need to. And um, I mean, I know I need to periodically, but, um, and I've been trying to do be better about that, but I tend to stay away from people for the most part because I don't want to, um, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I don't need, I, I don't feel like I need to absorb all of the negativity and randomness that people have at times. I don't live on four acres out in the country for nothing. Yeah, there you go. So that, that makes that is an emphatic yes. I live in my truck during the week. That is my job, professional truck driver, and I am perfectly happy to pretty much only leave my truck if I have to use bathroom facilities or take a shower. I cook on my truck. I cannot stand, and and I guess part of that is because I think I've seen the seedy underbelly of the world uh, definitely doing this job. You know, it's it's a very ugly reality that we, we want to see the best in people. Some people just don't have any good to show. And it's very sad. And I think that contributes to it. You know, being an empath plus encountering those people equals stay away and stay way the fuck out of my drama bubble. Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is a drama free zone folks. Just so you know, um, that's a, there's, there's a reason for that. Um, so I think I can answer the next question for the both of us. Uh, do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? Yes, 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 yes. We've just spent the last hour talking about how the fact that we both do that. So I don't know that that needs much more discussion, but, um, yeah, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. So yeah, we both have, we both have said that. So am I overwhelmed by multitasking and do I prefer to do one thing at a time is the next question. And if I'm by myself, I can multitask to a degree. If I'm around other people, hell no, I can't multitask. I've got to do one thing at a time because I can't. Um, what I find for myself anyway, is that I have to, in order to be able to pay attention and to be able to, I don't know, keep, you know, I don't know, not keep things under control or whatever. I have to be, I have to be singularly focused on things. And if I'm not, then it's very easy to be overwhelmed. 
So to me, I would say yes. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> even though I get overwhelmed trying to multitask, I still find myself consistently doing it because it just, there's just too damn much to do and too little time to do it in. Yeah, exactly. So I often end up just trying to multitask. And um, when I get overwhelmed, uh, I've learned to actually express that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. I'm really not okay. And thankfully, you know, my, my husband, my partner, Scott, I love him very much. And he gets me in that sense. And, you know, at, at some point in time, much like the breathing and swallowing thing, uh, I'll eventually learn to stop trying to uh, run my little ass off, but <clears throat> not yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm with you there. Um, so do I replenish myself in nature? Well, given where I live, yeah, I'd say I do that. Um, and in fact, um, I'm very lucky with where I live because and it's actually, it's actually kind of what I will say is that it's really stressed me out that, so I've lived in the same, um, I've lived in the same part of the world now for about 20 years. Um, I've lived in the same town for the, in the same house for the last 15 years. Um, so in that time, there has been a tremendous amount of development that has gone on and, there has been and a lot of the woods that used to exist just don't anymore because they've knocked it down to build houses. Either they built houses or they're in the process of building houses. Um, there are still some, a few places around here that I can go that, you know, that, that are reasonably, um, you know, that are that, that where I can get back to nature without having to go too far away. But, um, and something I, want to be able to do, you know, I, that like in the future, right? I mean, I, I live in a, I live in a small, you know, I kind of, I live in a smallish town, right? It's not that small, but, um, that I just feel better in an environment where there's fewer people, there's more nature, there's more whatever. Um, and yeah, sometimes, you know, there are days where if, if the weather's, I, I mean, I don't, I don't do it when it's raining like it was today, but I will go out and do, um, I will go, yeah, I mean, I do go out in nature from time to time. And, and quite honestly, like, um, when I would go to Israel, because uh, oftentimes the flights would get me there like mid-afternoon on like a Saturday or something. Um, and uh, the very first thing I would do after dropping my sh shit off at the hotel and, you know, and possibly taking a shower or whatever is heading down to the beach to watch the sunset. Um now, granted, that's not, you know, granted, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's nature in the sense that I'm looking at a sunset. It's, a, you know, the, the, the environment is a, you know, a, you know, a promenade or, you know, like a, you know, basically like a, you know, the kind of the, the beach with other people, you know, in, in, in Tel Aviv. But, um, but there are certain things in nature that I do find that replenish me, me right and, and i do the when i do those things when i can it's like it's like the sunrise pictures i take it's kind of the same thing right it's like you know though that that moment when the sun comes up and that moment when the sun goes down are very meaningful moments to me and they they are when i can see those moments um yeah they are they're beautiful and yeah they, i look forward to them So well, for, for me, that's a yes. This actually kind of ties in with what we originally... Oh, absolutely. It's, it's huge yes for you. <laughs> um, And I really got to quit saying um for fuck's sake. 
when uh, when I was living in the tent, <clears throat> more so than you know now, being able to wake up and just listen to nature, it it was like a gentle ease. So I definitely would say that when I need to really center myself, when shit's gotten way out of whack and out of balance, and, and I've just gone you know completely off the off the reservation, if you will, yeah. That's a huge thing. I'm a huge fan of just throwing some wood in my fire pit, lighting it up, sitting there, maybe take a couple puff puff passes and just stare at the embers. It's really, really a good way to come back to center and refocus, reevaluate. No, I agree. So, um, so yeah. Um, all right. So do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a, I, you know, this is when I was traveling, this was always, um, this is always something my wife pointed out anyway, is that one of the, re the only, I think the only reason she didn't like me being gone for more than two weeks is because my recovery time after that was pretty substantial. Um, because wasn't because I would, yeah, because always being around other people and being in, being in environments where I'm having to, um, shield myself from all of the, you know, all the, all the stuff and, and just dealing with all the, the travel nonsense and everything. So, um, it's not uncommon for me that, yeah, after I, after I'm gone for a while that I need some time to just like chill the fuck out and relax and be, you know, and, and, and recenter myself. And that's, I will say that that, and, and, you know, and, if, and I think with some of the stuff I've gone through recently, yeah, I definitely am needing some time to recuperate from some of that stuff. Um, and, uh, and get my, get my act together and that kind of thing. So, um, so I'm with, yeah. So I think that for me, that's a yes. I would say it is a resounding yes as well okay. for me. And I think that, you know, that's why, uh, <laughs> the job that I have is so friggin' difficult because I'm, I have so much energy from so many different places coming in at me at once. And then I literally have like a day and a half when I'm home to try to, you know, kind of shed it and, you know, get, get cleansed, get focused. And sometimes it's not easy to do. And, uh, that's a lot of when the, uh, overwhelming comes in and, you know, like I talked about earlier, the, the noise in my head getting too loud. And that's when I just really have to step back and I truly will tell everyone in my life, look, I'm shutting my phone off. I'm disconnecting. I need some me time. And that's the only way that I can really get it is when I don't have to try to be everything to everyone in my life I can actually take a second for me because you know being a mother being a daughter being a wife it's all very taxing on a person empath or not yeah exactly um so all right so there's two more questions we're almost we're almost done with the list here uh and i think i think i can answer yes to both of the both of these questions for both of us do i feel better in small cities or the country rather than large cities and i think that's an emphatic yes for the both of us um given where we live uh, like you said you Absolutely. live you, you live you live on four acres for a reason um you know i, I live in a, yeah my only downside is that i occasionally had since i 
don't know, at some point I will have to get back on an airplane, the God and hope not anytime soon, but uh, so I need to live reasonably close to a large airport, uh, which does mean that I've got to be, you know, in a, you know, in a, you know, at least somewhere near a large city, even if I'm, um, you know, I, my preference is to live out in a freaking cabin, you know, as opposed to a van down by the river, right? Which would call be um, doing that. Um, oh, I, I keep telling you, you know, if, if you're looking for a relocation solution, you know, East Tennessee, you know, we, uh, our, our little slice of heaven here is close enough to, I would say within, Two hours. I'll I'll be kind. Within two hours, you can truly be at at least two to three major city airports. Yeah, which is which is which is fine. Yeah, and I'm and I still may take you up on that at some point. But uh, you know, this we got we got some uh, um, some time before that's going to be a situation. This be thinking about that, but it is something I am. Uh, I will I will I will say that uh, yeah, I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking a lot about that right now because it's I think. Um, you know, with things, the things that are going to be changing in the near future, um, the things that are keeping me where I'm at is that a lot of that's going to be, a lot of that's going to be, uh, not an issue. And so then it's going to be, it'll be, okay, where, where do I want to go? And, uh, so we got, you'll be free, be free. Exactly. Um, the last, uh, the last question is, do I prefer one-to-one interactions in small groups to large gatherings? Uh, the answer to that is yes. Um, for many of the reasons we already discussed, it's, it, it's easier to, um, as, as an empath, it's certainly easier to deal with one person's emotions versus dealing with um, the emotions of a, of a even a medium or a large size group. Well, and I think there's actually two sides to that. Um, I actually prefer the larger crowd simply because I can blend into the background easier. You don't stand out as prominently. So you can kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, you can see the danger coming and, you know, sidestep it, where in a large group, it's kind of hard to hide. And if you're trying to duck and dodge somebody, it's a whole lot more obvious. Yeah. So I think, right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. So I think there's, um, but yeah, but I mean, regardless, I mean, I think all but like one question I answered yes to, and you answered yes to all of them. Yeah, we're both full blown empaths. I think that's pretty clear. At least if we assuming Judith Orloff, I would think. Yeah, based on based on the questions, and and honestly, like a lot of the stuff that I was reading all referenced Judith Orloff, right? Because she's like a medical doctor, and his and you know and and um, and yeah, she's yeah. The, certainly the the larger of the books I've seen on this topic have come from her. So um, a lot of the books I've. A, a, a lot of the books I've seen, um, you know, they're, they're, they're much shorter and, uh, you know, they don't, I, and again, I haven't, I, I need to, I need to finish reading that book. That's the, the current book I'm reading as I'm passing out at night. Um, so, um, so for me, yeah, this is, is this is it. And yeah, for me, the, the journey has really been, you know, since I've sort of thought for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years that I, that the issue may be Asperger's, right. Now I'm coming to terms with the fact that it's something completely different. And so for me, that's really, so it's, I'm still kind of understanding it for myself, really just trying to understand what all this stuff means and, and, you know, and also dealing and also um, coming up with techniques to try and 
I don't know, survive better, right? Or to be, in a, you know, to, to put myself in a better situation. Now, it turns out that some of what I was doing because of Asperger's ends up being relevant for, um, you know, for for being an empath. But um, but there's some other things I need to be able to do now. And because unlike with, say, you know, and this is, this is you know, you know whereas, whereas Asperger's is often like in-person relationships, I think with empathy, there's a whole nother dynamic to it, right? There's, there's also, there's different kinds of empathies we, we talked about, right? There's, there's, and I, I, I there's a list, right? Of, of things that you might be able to pick up the energy of that aren't humans, which is completely out of the scope of, um, you know, that's completely out of the scope of the, what, what, you know, what Asperger's talks about, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of all the, you know, or autism, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's all outside of all of that. And yeah, isn't it convenient how, you know, traditional medicine just wants to stick a typical label on everything and it could be something as simple as hey you're just real fucking sensitive and uh you're an empath and there's not a goddamn thing wrong with you and they can just basically you know kiss your ass if they don't like it that's right they can yeah they can uh and kiss my ass in hell that's actually that, that's that's a drop i need to pull from a, um you ever watch the movie private parts Howard Stern? Hell yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, pig vomit saying, Howard Stern can kiss my ass in hell. <laughs> that fucking movie. You know, I used to love Howard Stern. I absolutely thought he was phenomenal. And then he got all political and fucking yeah, douchebaggy. Don't even, don't even, so, yeah. So, yeah. Right. He, he can just truly just, you know. Yeah. So, so now, so now I get it. So now, okay. So now I got to find this because I actually have it. Um, because I have the Howard Stern, I have the I have the private parts, uh, um, I have the private or I have the the private or the private parts a soundtrack, and I'm I'm now gonna have to play the I'm gonna have to download this and, and actually I'm gonna have to put this in the, the playlist here for a second because I think this is um, because uh, this is um, yeah this although this might come up as a this might come up as a uh, let's see I gotta figure I gotta figure out where it's gonna actually show up in my uh, in my in my playlist of things because I want to actually, um, cause yeah, I want to actually do the, uh, this might be various artists is what it might be. I don't know. How, I don't know how this shows up. All right. I'll have to find it later, but there's a, uh, but there is a, um, yeah, I, I almost, I want to, I want to play this. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can, uh, let's see if it lets me, let's see if it lets me play it. Uh, no, it's not going to let me play it, but that, I, I don't want to, let's do that. No, that's not what I want. Where is it? What folder is it in? Why? Pff, I, I hate windows anyway. So, all right. Because yeah, the, there's a, I, I'm now going to have to, the good news is I actually have it and I can actually play it. Um, but, um, but yeah, the, the, uh, but yes, the, the whole pig virus thing is, uh, is actually, it's, I haven't, I, I can, I'll have to, all right, I'll have to remind me after the show, I'll, I'll clip it and we can add it to the next show because, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yes, exactly. Cause it's, cause it, yeah, actually it's funny. Cause so the guy that played pig, the uh, pig vomit in that movie also played Paul Giamatti. The, yeah. Giamatti. Yes. Uh, the other movie, the, the the one movie I rem- the other movie I remember him for is Sideways. If you remember that movie. Oh, with Sandra Oh. Yeah, I, I actually didn't see that movie. I meant to, and then something happened and I didn't. But you know, he's also in a really good movie. Um shit, I can't remember the name of it. You know, he plays a fucking prick in that movie too, um, that I'm thinking of, but um think clive owen 
Is it? Is he the action star? Yeah, he might be. Well, nonetheless, I, I can't remember the name of the movie. I apologize, but uh, him and him and Giamatti are in it, and it's it's just dynamite fucking movie. Just it hits the throttle from start to finish. Okay, I, I I've now okay I've now got it, and I'm now going to put this in my I got I'm now gonna putting this in my. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this clip because I because I can. This is and it's only like forty seconds, but this is a, this is so. Um, I'll play this clip just because. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it and you, you know, I got absolutely. I can't, I can't get it out of my mind. Oh wait a minute. Sorry. Let's try that again. I tell you, so Howard Stern, man, that motherfucking goddamn degenerate fucking cunt. I'll say that with no shame either. Man's a fucking foul mouth. Immature. The man's immature, you know? He's like a, he's like a fucking child. I'll tell you this much. There ain't no, there ain't no God while Howard Stern's walking the earth. I'll tell you that. Fuck it. I gotta go. Fucking Howard Stern. How about that? Howard Stern, huh? Fucking. Howard Stern can kiss my ass in hell! Okay, there we go. Yeah, I fucking love that. I I have to pull clips from that. I think that I think that will be I think that will be what I do during the intermission. Uh, uh, One of the things I do during the intermission, because, yeah, that 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 uh, I love that clip. Uh, But that that's on that's actually on the soundtrack of the album, which is which is great. Uh, It's it's it's, that's so cool. Yeah, it it actually lists it. So um, and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, we're both empaths. That's pretty obvious. Um, and uh, and yeah, well, you know, henceforth the reason why we did this episode is that's right to basically, you know, for any skeptics out there, we're proving that yes, indeed, we are the real thing. We are the real thing, and but and, and and not all empaths are created equal too. This is the, the, because yeah, we can be you know. So I would consider myself more an emotional empath. That's what I mostly pick up. But you can be empathic to other th- as you talked about. You can be empathic to the energies that. Um, that objects have, right? Or that, uh, or, or even like nature has, right? And maybe, and maybe there's a part of me that is that, that, that is, um, you know, a nature empath as well, because, you know, just as I say, just every time I see all the trees cut down, I mean, it, it hurts. It, it, it totally hurts when I do it, right? And it, it's totally, um, I totally find myself, um, not uh yeah i mean it's it's just that yeah, there's there's just a pain there that it, it it's like something is wrong this is not what we should be doing and yeah i get it that we need to as you know that i guess you know we have to have people have to have places to live and that kind of thing but it just seems like we're cutting down so much and we're getting rid of I, why do i still sound like a robot that is a good question i i don't know the answer to that question it may be that um okay i tell you what let me let me st- hang on a second we'll i just ahead. saw that yeah. sharky said it sounded robotic I'm like, okay oh, so let me all right so let me let me do this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stop the stream for a second um and i'm going to not or i'm not stopping the stream pause gonna, audio yeah i'm gonna pause the what's going to the stream because i need to i'm gonna i'm gonna refresh the um gonna i'm going to refresh things here so this should be we're going to go to line we're going to take uh the microphone I swear from to that. god this would not be us no. if we did not have okay. some damn technical shit going yeah on. exactly so um so sharky does it sound better now 
uh, I have restarted the uh, the audio repeater. That uh, yeah, I turned it off temporarily. So what I the, the, so uh, all right. So for the for those who are listening, right? So there's a um, the audio routing that I'm doing. Is it's not better? Oh Jesus. Okay, I need to figure out. Nope. Okay, I'll have to. Maybe they'll figure that out during intermission. Um, why it's not working properly? Because I hope so. Um, I might need to reboot stuff. That might be what ends up happening. Um, mm-hmm. This is Windows. What do you expect, right? Um, so there is a. I'm using uh, using this app called Audio Repeater to repeat something between a virtual audio cable that I've a virtual audio channel I've created that uh, then goes into the uh, or th- that is what actually goes out the stream. And then, um, but I've got things repeating into it or out and or out of it. And there might be some, um, there might be some stuff that's going on there. So I might need to, yeah, intermission might be, I might do a reboot during the intermission. Um, but, uh, just to make and sure for th- all those playing at home, yeah, so, we have one Phoenix whistle. Yeah, exactly. And for those, yeah. And for those who are playing along and for those who are listening to the recording, which will probably be the most of you at this point, um, that's, uh, yeah, you won't notice anything because, uh, I'm recording it off the, uh, re- yeah, this I'm recording off the Mac and, and into uh, SoundCloud or not into SoundCloud. Jeez. Uh, into clean feet. There we go. Yeah. I, yeah. It's that wine. It's the wine. There you go. I blame the wine. Uh, maybe I write that down as a show title too. Uh, and yeah, yeah I, I blame the wine. Yeah, I blame the wine. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I blame the wine, which yes, yeah, because 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 yeah, there there is a there is wine involved. So yeah, this is a. Um, I bought a. Uh, so I actually so. I, I was participating in an event last week, uh, for um for for a company and and they sent me four bottles of wine, and. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I have consumed all of the I've, I, I saved the last bottle of wine for tonight for uh, for today, um, and uh, yeah, as I say, I blame the wine. This is a particularly potent bottle of wine too, I think. Um, so, which I haven't I haven't gotten through, and we've still got one more show to do. So, uh, all right. Well, I think we've gone through the topic as much as we can go through it. I'm sure we could talk more about it, but I think we've uh, I think we've uh, um, we've given it a good once over there. Uh, there. Yeah. And so there are books that are linked in the show notes. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there are books, yeah, there are books in the show notes, uh, as far as what is, um, as far as what's going on there. And, uh, yeah, we are, um, and I think at this point, uh, um, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. There is, we don't have any voicemails to play. Otherwise I'd play the voicemails. Um, I'm so sad. I know. Maybe I'm so- people were just, oh, you know what it was? I guarantee you that people are all out Christmas shopping and that's why they're not tuned in listening. Now, of course, you know, I, I do want to let you know that, um, you're fired for yeah, exactly. that bullshit of making us sound robotic. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think they're all just out, um, Christmas shopping, and I think they're going to rush home like good little lotus petals, and they're going to get in the blossom, and they're going to contribute to our Christmas show, which we will be recording next for next week. Yeah, that's right. So anybody listening live is getting a treat like Sharky, and then anybody else will just have to hear it. Yeah, it's not live. It's Memorex. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's not live. It's Memorex. Yeah, that's a, uh, actually there's a. Yeah, I think they did a Memorex commercial related to the uh, the Galloping Gertie uh, or the, the the Tacoma Narrows Bridge that uh, um, 
that uh, is over that is over uh, not too far from where I'm at now the one that fell down uh, is is long since gone of course but um, you know the when the, the original galloping Gertie was uh, um, yeah was, was uh, built not too far from where I live actually so um, so yeah um, is it live is it memorix I don't know but all right um, but I think we're gonna wrap it up and um, so let me go find my let me go find my uh, my mate my music I think here. we are yeah and then uh, so we'll play the we'll play the music out and let's get the Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I played. I played the. I hit the wrong button. That's what happens. All right. So let's now. Now I've got the right music playing. So, um, so in any case, you want to leave us a voicemail on this or any other topic, uh, 253-237-3321. Operators are not standing by, but Google Voice is, and we'll take your message and we'll play it on the show at some point in the future. Um, And and, uh, certainly uh, stream us your sats, boost us, bitch, uh, and all of that um, uh, with your your value for value. And uh, we've got uh, links on lotuspodcast.net for all that stuff. And... uh, you know, uh, that don't think there's a, a whole lot more to say, but uh, but until next time, uh, join us uh, in the pedals. Uh, and I'm Phone Boy, and I'm Phoenix, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.